the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. My husband is Pastor Doyle Jackson. Many of you know him. And together we love to encourage the marriages in our church. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. I don't know where you're at in your marriage. So we have a special treat. You have my husband. And together, Doyle and I want to encourage you a little bit further along in your marriage. We, we made a rule. I don't know if you all make rules in your marriage, but we had a little rule, and that was we will not fight late at night. There's not enough hours left in the day to get it all done. And so, you know, you, you start out, you have these big, long fights, 2 a.m., you're exhausted, and then you got to get up and go to work the next day. So we said, oh, no, 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 we, this is not good. So when is not a good time to talk? Don't talk late at night and get into some big disruption. It's, it, you're tired. You know, the day is almost over. And so you have to find a way to plan a time to talk. Plan a time to talk about the big things. We went through a season, and I think it was probably for three years, where we made a plan to talk about the big things. I had lots and lots of big things, hopes and dreams, disappointments, failures, things I wanted to talk about. And this was really important to me. And so Doyle and I made a plan. And we decided that on Friday morning, which that was our day off, was Friday morning, we would go downtown for breakfast. And I liked the idea of going downtown because I felt like we were getting away. To me, it was out of my regular routine, and I felt like it was a special thing. So we went downtown. It was quite a commitment that we made of time, energy, and money. And we went downtown. We would have breakfast together, and we said we have the umbrella of mercy. And that means that while we were out at breakfast, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about, and we're not in a rush. And so we talked about all sorts of things. And the good news is when you're in a restaurant, you're not so mean to each other because people are watching you. So you have to keep your tone a little bit low. And so we could talk about all these things, but we had to still be nice to each other, which think about that. You know, there's times when you have to fight, but why are you so mean to each other? If, when you start throwing things, criticizing one another, being cussing, being mean to one another, it takes a long time to recover from that. Why can't you work through your disagreements, work through things in a nice way? Love is not rude. And so anyway, we would go for breakfast and we would have long walks. We'd walk afterward and then we'd have the rest of the day. And I could 
I could go that week without big conversations because I knew I had Friday. I knew I had something to look forward to when we could really talk about things and we could really work on things and, and fit things together. You have to have something to look forward to when you're going to get to talk. But also all these small things, right? You have to communicate with the little things. Who's going to go here? What errands are we going to run? Don't text those because when you communicate face-to-face, you see the emotion, you see the tone, and you can be really specific and divide up your responsibilities, divide up your day. Uh, when our children were young, we had, I had to have a mentor. God gave me an awesome mentor. Her husband had a huge church. He was uh, responsible for eradicating pornography in Cincinnati. He was a really neat pastor. And her, his wife met with me, and she told me, how to communicate, what to do. And we had preschoolers in the house. It was so loud. There was constant, you know, TV and commotion and everything. I said, I have no time to talk to him. And he's busy all day long. We're we're up in the night with these kids. And she said, I want you, when he comes home, I want you to put out some pretzels and don't talk to him at first. Give him some space. Give him some quiet time to unwind from his day. And that was really hard for me to do because I'd waited all day long. I wanted to talk to him. And so so I had to give the space. And then she said, you're going to have 10 minutes of couch time. And you're going to train the kids that mommy and daddy are going to have couch time. And we're going to talk about our days. And believe it or not, preschoolers can learn to do that. They can learn that this is our couch time. And when Miss Kirk suggested that, I thought, this is silly. This is just kind of goofy. But you know what? It actually worked. And it says in Proverbs that the wise walk with the wise. And you have to find someone who's been there, someone ahead of you, someone who's wise in the Lord, and ask them just these everyday questions. And so we learn to communicate the small things throughout the day and to schedule the big things. So how, what am I going to do if I hit a wall? If I'm trying to really communicate something to my spouse, but they're not getting it, what am I going to do now? What if they don't really understand you? You've done the big things, the little things, and they don't get it. Well, when that happens, that's where you want that mentor, that Christian mentor. But the other thing that you can do is you can look inside yourself and say, they're not changing in this. This is, I'm going nowhere fast. So you have to ask yourself, how could I change? What could I do to wait What could I do uh, to learn more or to pray? I went through a time where God really convicted me, and he said, Jennifer, you pray for all this other stuff. You never even pray for Doyle. Why do you not pray for your husband? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I I just don't. And so I spent a time where God even showed me to iron his shirts and to take that time as a fast and to pray for him. And so I would iron and I would pray for him. And so I want to ask you that question. You know, have you been praying for your spouse? Have you asked them, how can I pray for you? How do you want me to pray for you? Maybe you've hit that wall and you just want to ask them that question. How can I pray for you? Now I send all of his clothes to the dry cleaners, but uh, you know, there's different seasons for everything. I think the next thing we're going to talk about is money. Well, I want to, I want to go back um, under, talk to me, please. Jennifer mentioned the umbrella of mercy. This is what it means. We, we've, we've had a principle we've used for years in our marriage and our family and even uh, in the staff here at church, and we'll say, hey, I need to put up the umbrella of mercy right now. And what that is, that's a, that's a sign to the other person that right now what I'm going to share you may not like or it may be unkind about somebody else, and that's not the point. It's that it's a problem I don't know how to deal with. 
And so it's kind of like writing it on the, the, the marker board. It, it depersonalizes it so that we can talk about it, and it's not about you. It's about the situation or the circumstances, all right? Um, and the, so we'll, we, we literally use that line so we can talk about tough issues in life because some people, they just always want to avoid them. And we know when the umbrella's up that you're not going to judge me for saying something stupid or insensitive or uncaring um, and... Um, that's what that's about. Second principle under talk to me is this, is that for me, I know when I'm going to have that kind of time with Jennifer that I have to come with an attitude that I'm going to listen. I'm going to really listen. Like this morning, Jennifer got up before I did. I heard her. She went downstairs. And so I knew I, I'm a, I got up, I went downstairs, and I just sat down. And I knew that that was my job this morning First thing to do is just to listen to her. How's she feeling uh, and all that and, and, and help her process the day. Because, see, I know this is more difficult for her than it is for me. Okay? And so that's my job. So I always ask myself when I go into one of these times with Jennifer uh, and when we're going to communicate, it, I ask myself this. If you're only going to get to say one thing, Doyle, okay, What's the most important thing? And just say that. Because when, what I learned over the years was that I'm going to do this again. Because I'm going to take Jennifer to breakfast again. I'm going to spend time with her. And so I don't have to get all my heart out at one time. Because we're in this for the long run. And if there's something, I, so I'll ask the Lord. I said, Lord, what, what do I need to really talk about? What's the one thing? So my part, and, and the last thing I would say that I, I write down under this is this. Never be rude. If you're rude, it shuts down communication. You can be sarcastic and biting with just a look. And it closes that, that communication. With a child, with an employee. This is all across life. If you want communication to flow, never be rude. And right. notice your wife. I think about, you know, wives, at least this is for me, want to be noticed. Do you still think I'm pretty? Do you notice, wow, honey, you look great in pink, you know, something like that. Because if you don't notice her, somebody else might notice her. And then she's going to realize, oh, they noticed me. So keep noticing your wives. It's still important. I know we failed on the haircut question or whatever, but look at some things to notice. Keep noticing well, and, her. Keep and attracting. work at it. Work at it. Come on. Give me a break. Some of you, you guys, you, you never, I mean, shave and put on some aftershave if you want to get a kiss. <laughs> I mean, you look like something that got drugged through the backyard. <laughs> and you wonder why your wife is not attracted to you. Okay? Ladies, can I tell you something? No one is attractive in sweatpants. Okay? Sorry, I go too far. All right, let's talk about we money. We have digressed. Let's get back let's, on track. Let's talk about money real quick. Money talks. Do, do you talk about money in your relationship? And do you understand? I mean, do you, got, do you have the flag out there? Do you know where you're headed financially? See, we know that... A large percentage of the people that get divorced in America today get divorced, they say, because of the money issue. Now, be clear, on, be clear on this. This is a fact. Divorce never brings more money stream into your life. 
Okay? It destroys it. So Jennifer and I determined a long time ago that divorce was not an option. We couldn't afford it, okay? <laughs> Too expensive. And, and, but um, I gave you this verse. It's from Haggai 2.8. It says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The silver is gold. So what's that principle? The principle is all of it's God's. There's no Doyle money and there's no Jennifer money. There's just God's money at our house. And we are stewards of that. And that's a principle that we've worked on. We continue to develop that in one another. And then we realize that we have different attitudes, personalities when it comes to money. Okay? I gave you on there the moneycouple.com. A few weeks ago, I taught in the school of ministry a class called Thrive. And I taught, taught about how every couple, every couple, every individual has a money personality. So you as an individual have an approach to money. We gave them five different types, whether you're a, a saver, a spender, a flyer, you're a risk taker, or you like security, okay? And then your spouse has a, another money personality. And what I've learned over the years is Jennifer's personality about money is different than mine in some ways and similar. And we try to work towards those strengths, okay? I really want to encourage you, go listen to Thrive. Listen to that first session and, and figure out your money. If you go to themoneycouple.com, okay, there's a free survey. Note that it's free, all right? It will not cause you to cry in pain. It is free, all right? And, and, and that will help you get on the same page about money. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.